Welcome to the Legalpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Sager, founder and CEO of Legalpreneur Inc. As a serial entrepreneur and someone that works exclusively with small business owners legally protecting their business, I'm dedicated to covering common legal issues faced by business owners, providing you with the business knowledge you need to catapult your business's growth and showing you just how some of the world's most elite entrepreneurs have handled these legal and business issues themselves. In true attorney fashion, the information in this episode is not legal advice. This is for informational purposes only, and you should always consult with your attorney before implementing any of the information in the show. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Legalpreneur Podcast. I am so pumped about today's guest, Alex Beaton. She is known as the launch queen, like knows all things about launches. So I'm so pumped for you to hear from her today. I love launching and I love hearing about other experts that know how to launch and kill it. So that's why I'm pumped for you guys to hear from her because I don't like to, I'm not an expert, but it's so important that we all know about launching and how to do different launches in our business. So Alex, thank you so, so much for being here today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, me too. And you guys, we've tried to do this a couple of times, the interview, <laughs> but y'all know that my house is like a newer development. And so I always have Wi-Fi issues. And so the last time I was like, this is not going to work today. So thank you, Alex, for being patient. <laughs> no problem. We're here. I'm yes, excited. We're doing it. <laughs> so get us started. Tell us everything there is to know about Alex Beaton. How did you get to where you are today? Yeah, so I'll try to give you the short version because I've been doing this for a while. Hi, everyone. My name is Alex Beaton, and I got started in university, actually. I was about to graduate, and I just knew that I really did not want to go and get a corporate nine-to-five job. That just felt really out of alignment for me. And at the time, I was obsessed with all things photography, and my dream was actually to be a wedding photographer. So I started down the path of wedding photography, and to be honest with you, I thought I was going to love it, and I actually hated it. It was so time-intensive, trading time for money, having to show up on weekends, and it was just exhausting and not really the life that I wanted to create for myself. But at the time, I was blogging every day. I was putting myself out there online and really trying to market my business, and I had grown this audience of photographers. So at the time, I think I had like 80,000 unique views a month or something ridiculous. And I was like, wow, I have all these photographers following me. I wonder if there's something I could sell to them that is photography related. And at the time, I was using Photoshop and I was creating something called Photoshop Actions for my own photo shoots, which is very similar to Lightroom presets. I'm not sure if you know what those are, but they're very similar to Instagram filters. I was making them for myself and they were just kind of sitting on my computer gathering dust And so one day I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put them out there for sale and kind of just see what happens. And Andrea, it was a life-changing moment. I put it (laughs) out there for sale and I'll never forget. I woke up the next day and it was just like, I think I made $400 in my sleep and this was mind-blowing to me. I was like, oh my God. And you have to remember, this was 2011. This was a long time ago. So it was just nothing that I thought was possible. I, I felt like my life had been made. I grew that online business to six figures in 12 months with zero spend on advertising and zero spend on team. And 
as a freshly graduate, I was like, yeah. oh my God, I've, I have made it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, my life is sorted. And that's kind of how I got the bug for digital products. And then slowly but surely, my passion for photography completely faded. And I realized that my passion was in helping other people come into the online space and learn how to take their skills and their talents and monetize it online. And I did that in a variety of different ways. I have a marketing course. I have a branding course. Soon I created, um, I basically built my brand around Instagram stories in like 2018, 2019. So I became known as the Instagram story queen. That's how a lot of people found me. And now I've really transitioned into branding myself as a launch strategist. That's really where I'm focusing on right now and how I'm helping people right now. Because if I look back at my entire career, what I've done time and time and time and time again is launch. And I love to launch. I built my business on launching and I think it's a fantastic way to grow your business. And so that's kind of brought me to where I am today, but it's been a very long journey. Like I said, I started in 2009. So it's been like 13 years. It's been a long time. (laughs) Yeah. You're like one of the OGs in the online space. Mm -hmm. So a couple of things that I want to touch on. So number one, are you still blogging? Interesting question. I am not. I blogging was such a big part of my early phase. And then somewhere in the middle, I just stopped. And to be honest with you, I do think that it has its space. I think SEO, when it comes to blogging, like nothing compares to it. But right now we're really focused more on YouTube and just bringing people onto our email list. Yeah. So I'm curious, those old blogs, are they still up? Yeah. Are you still getting traffic? People. From- a lot of them are still up. I, I know that my like early, early, early photography blogs are not still up. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's when I was like on blogspot.com. So yeah. as soon as I moved over to my actual website, they are still there. Um, and yes, I do still get traffic from them. The internet is such a crazy place. It's like nothing you create really ever goes away. Yeah. And I still have people coming to me and they're like, oh my God, I remember Chatty Tuesdays because I used to have like this this series called Chatty Tuesdays. And, <laughs> you know, that's what's so cool about the internet is that you're just constantly growing and evolving and building your audience and people will always remember and respect you for what you've done in the past, which is why I always tell people, I'm like, if you want to take a break from social media, it's totally fine to do that. Like it's, it's not the end of the world. You take a step back. you people know what you've been creating and they'll look forward to what you're going to create in the future as well. Yes. Yes. And I, it's so funny about the blogging thing because when I first launched my law firm, which I don't really have anymore, I, was blogging. I made it a goal to blog like once a week and then mm-hmm. eventually it was like twice a month. And then it was like never, <laughs> but I, st- there's a couple of early blog posts that I still get a lot of traffic from. People will still email me like, Hey, can you help me with this? I, you know, I saw your blog post on this. So it's great. And of course we're still going to leave that up, but it's crazy. Like years, I mean, this was like 2018, 2019, mm-hmm. the blog post, and it's still driving traffic. So SEO, yes, is very, it very works. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, and I, I want to get an, a, like a real SEO expert on here, but it is really just a long game. Like it, I, and I knew when I posted those blog posts, like I'm not gonna, I wasn't intending on getting business from it then, but I just knew, okay, I'm going to put this content out, have something for people to come read on my website, something for them to, you know, have an excuse to come to my website. I don't know, whatever. But 
<laughs> yeah. And that's the thing about all content. Like all content is kind of just like you're creating something with the knowledge that it's going to be, it's going to hopefully be there forever. Unless it's Instagram stories, that's a totally different topic. <laughs> but most of the time we create content so that it's there. It can continue to attract people and it continue to be a long-term asset for our business. Yeah. So can you touch on stories, Instagram stories? Because yeah. I, I mean, everything's changing. I mean, literally every day. So what is your mm-hmm. current take on IG stories? So I think that Instagram as a whole is going through a massive transition period, which I think we're all feeling and we're all very frustrated by. I think we went from a place where Instagram was like the cool place to be and, you know, having a presence there and being active there was a good way to not only nurture your current audience, but also attract a new audience. And I think what we're seeing now is a shift where Instagram is more of a place to nurture an existing audience, less of a place to attract a new audience. And we're now starting to see that the best place to attract a new audience is over on TikTok. So things are definitely shifting. I don't think stories holds as much of a stronghold on um, marketing as it did three, four years ago. Um, But, you know, we need to expect that. That's not to say that it doesn't have its place. I know for us, we measure every single thing, like all of our opt-ins in the business, we measure them and Instagram stories is like right up there at the top. So for sure, it still has its place. It's not to say that it doesn't matter anymore, but it's just that the strategy of showing up on social media is completely different now than it was three years ago. Yeah, for sure. And so are you on TikTok? Yeah. So how... I am. I'm I'm curious, what is your... How are you nurture? I would say nurturing your audience on TikTok. So we, twenty twenty one was really big for me on TikTok, and then going through my whole transition, I would just like a lot of ebbs and flows for me on TikTok, like not feeling motivated to post, and so I have like fifty thousand on TikTok, and but still I have some videos that completely flop, which. It doesn't bug me, but it's like, okay, I got to, I really need to dig into this and figure out how do I nurture this audience more? How do I attract a larger audience on TikTok to bring them into our world some more? Yeah. I think for me, TikTok has been a great place for me to dip my toe in and out of. Um, I'm at a, a stage in my business where we're really focusing on systems and strengthening the behind the scenes, whereas the first, I want to say like eight to 10 years of my business was a lot of like creating content and generating audience, et cetera. I feel like right now we're at a big enough space where we're really trying to just bulk up what we have going on behind the scenes with our team and our systems and what we're delivering to our clients. So it has not been a main focus of mine. Having said that, we have been experimenting with more video content, creating content on TikTok. I started doing a 100-day TikTok challenge and I got to like, I don't even know what day. It was very early on and I got COVID and then completely fell off the bandwagon. (laughs) But I do notice that TikTok is a place to grow your audience. I don't think it's a place to necessarily nurture your audience, but it's a great place to get new eyeballs. And that's where my main focus is, is like, So the next time that I do start to experiment with TikTok and like really showing up every single day and posting consistently, we're going to be focusing on how do we convert these eyeballs into actual newsletter signups. And I think that's the important thing is like, how do we measure this? How do we make sure that we're getting an ROI here and that we're not just wasting our time and that we're not just creating content in vain? What I like about TikTok is that 
your TikToks have longevity. So they're not just kind of, you know, your Instagram feeds posts, they feel like they kind of die and they only have like a really short lifespan. I feel like TikTok, it carries for way longer and you could have an old piece of content that suddenly just goes viral. So for me, I feel like there's more promise there. If you have an audience who's really focused on audience building, I would say TikTok is where it's at. And like, yeah, it's going to suck for, I mean, no matter where you're creating content, like you need to figure it out. You need to keep, keep creating content, see what works with your audience, what doesn't. But that's kind of the name of the game, you know, like that's what differentiates those who are like at the top of their game to those who are not is like just continuing to show up and like be compassionate with yourself. Like right now, I'm not showing up every day on TikTok because, dude, there's a myriad of reasons. My, my entire personal life right now, I'm about to get married in three weeks. We've got a lot going on. Oh my gosh, so I'm, I'm, thanks. I'm being really kind to myself. And I think that's like the takeaway as well is like you don't have to be perfect as a business owner in order to leverage these different channels and make the best of them. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I had like one of the worst nightmares happen, not a worst nightmare, but I woke up this morning to like over a hundred notifications on TikTok. And so I, I was like, okay, cool. Something did well. Well, <laughs> one of those, I, what's say Wednesday that we're recording this? I think yeah. I posted Sunday or Monday. And so it just started gaining traction last night and we have a webinar tomorrow. And so, of course, the call to action was, hey, go to the link in my bio, sign up for the webinar. The link wasn't working. No. <laughs> wasn't working in like the middle of the night because I was like, okay, what time? And so I'm like going back and trying to figure this out. And I was like, oh my gosh, of course, worst the worst. So I'm like replying to all those comments like it's fixed. But but you know what? Good that you got all that engagement of people being like, the link's not working. <laughs> yes, exactly. So there's always a bright side. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's it's so funny, but uh, okay. So let's switch gears to launching because I would love to hear like what are some big takeaways, some some great value that we can provide the audience in regards to launching. Yeah, so launching for me, the reason why I love it is because especially if you're like a newer business owner, but even if you're a seasoned business owner, having those paydays where it's just like you have those massive paydays, it's just there's nothing better, right? That's what we want. Profit is oxygen to a business, so it's always a win-win. Um, so you want to be able to create a system in your business where your launches start to become predictable and where you can start to be like, okay, I know when I do this and this and this, I get this in return. And that's really how I look at launching. I know a lot of people right now, they're very much against launching and they're like, it's exhausting and you don't know what's going to happen and this and that. To me, launching is like a math equation. That's how I want it to be in my business is like, very simple. I know that if I do X, I get Y. And every single time we rinse and repeat so that we know, okay, last time, maybe this was struggling a little bit. How do we improve it for the next time and then see how it performs? Now, of course, you will always have kind of like the oddball that happens in your business. So for example, like COVID, COVID probably affected a lot of people's launches. <laughs> Actually, for me, I had some of my best launches during COVID. So like it could go both ways. There will always be something that's like uncontrollable. And of course, you know, that's just life. But we want to take the, the, the card of hands that we have and play to the best of our ability. And I just love to launch. To me, it's like the best personal development. I love putting myself to the test, challenging myself, showing up, selling. I get better and better every single time and profits go up time and time and time again. So 
I've been having so much fun the last few years just teaching my methods to small business owners. We're mainly working right now with online course creators, membership site owners, anyone with a digital product. And just seeing their results is so epic and so exciting. And it's all about rinsing and repeating, really. Like, let's try to make it as easy as possible. Do you teach a certain way to launch as far as like, oh, do a challenge, do a webinar, do this? Or do you ha- like, do you teach people all these ways to do it and then figure out which one works best for you? I'm, I'm always so, just curious. Yeah, you. we have a, a strategy that we teach and we use time and time again. And the reason being that when people sign up, so I have a program called Together We Launch that literally walks them through step-by-step everything. We want it to be something that is tried and true, something that they can literally plug and play And yes, of course, they're going to plug and play it and be like, you know what, this aspect didn't really work for me or this kind of felt whatever. We want to encourage our members to make it their own, but we also want something that's like just very easy for them to be like, okay, this one strategy has worked for all of these people. Let me give it a go and see how it works for me and tweak it as we go. But yeah, for the most part, we just have a five-day challenge Um, We also have a pre-sale, which really helps to kind of like build up momentum. And then we follow it up with two webinars after during the open cart period and works like a charm. (laughs) Mm, All right. We may need to try this because we have we have so many things going on and we we're trying to see that. I'm so impressed by you guys. There seems like a lot is going on. I love it. We all, I feel like we always have so much going on, but right now it's, we're, cause we have now we're marketplace ish where we have the clients and the attorneys. And now we're starting to monetize the attorneys soon. We'll have legalpreneur payments, which will be for both. I don't like to say my biggest fear, but one thing that I'm always aware of, very conscious of is what's working now may not always work. So I always like to be testing and it's to the point where it's like, okay, we need to test something else. Like I want to always make sure we're testing this or that because maybe what we think is great for webinars, we try something else and it's like, oh my gosh, webinars have been awful compared to what we're trying with this. Yeah, a hundred percent. ABT, always be testing. Testing is always like always huge for us. So we, I, yeah, I may be interested in your next, when is your next launch? We are opening the applications on July 22nd. We're very excited. Um, We have an application process just because like, I only want people who are ready. Like the first time I ran it, we didn't have an application process and we got so many people who just were not ready to really scale what they're already doing. So we look for those perfect people, which is then even better because you're surrounded by high level entrepreneurs. But I totally agree with you. Always be testing. Definitely. Even with us with Together We Launch, like every time we run Together We Launch, we're always taking notes and being like, okay, this person tried this new thing and implemented it. Let's make sure to include that next time. Like we're always developing and improving and making sure that things are up to date because like we were talking about before, even if you look at Instagram stories, things are always changing. We're in a digital landscape, even right now with like Web3 and NFTs, like Now, when we launch Together We Launch, we're actually going to be including an NFT for every single person who launches because I'm like, we need to keep innovating and trying new things. So yeah, it's very exciting. Okay. So let's chat really quickly about legal stuff because Legalpreneur Podcast, just touch really quickly. Mm -hmm. Like what, 
like if any, I'm sure in the early days, you may not have had any legal stuff. Like how has it changed over the years? I'm sure you have an entity. Like what, tell me like what has been your legal landscape in your business over the years? Yeah. So when I first got started, I had no idea what I was doing. Still to this day, I pretty much have no idea what I'm doing. I'm not like a legal person, you know, like I feel like us creatives, we're not built for like, um, legalities or the finances. Like, I think it's so important to get help in those areas as soon as you can. But when I, you know, sorry to interrupt. Do you know your Enneagram? I do, but I don't off the top of my head. (laughs) (laughs) Just interviewed Tracy O'Malley on, and she's like an Enneagram expert. And I think you're probably an eight or a nine. I'm going to guess a nine. I think Um, I'm a nine. But aren't there there two numbers? It's like, aren't there two numbers? You're, you have a wing as well. So you're probably a wing eight and one. Um, so yeah, I, I was like, I think you're a nine because Kayla, my COO, she's a nine and she like doesn't file taxes. She yeah, that was, that was me. No, it's not that I, it's not that I didn't file taxes. It's that in my first few years I would file taxes and then be like, oh crap, I have to pay taxes. Now I have to find them. Like I just wouldn't even save the money to pay my taxes. I've gotten so much better. I'd like to say. <laughs> hey, and that's okay. Like you learn and yeah. to recognize like, okay, now I know I need to take care of these things. Like that is perfectly okay. So sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. I just looked it up I, and you're right. I'm type nine. So not, not much of a surprise, <laughs> but yeah. So when I first got started, to be honest with you, I just used Google and I did a lot of my own research and I found contracts online and kind of like shifted them to be what I needed them to be. But it took a lot of trial and error and a lot of mistakes and clients giving me a really hard time. And, you know, even I have a great example for you for one of our online courses, when they sign up, there's this little like checkbox that's like, check here if you've read the terms and conditions. And as far as I know, I was like, that's legal. And I think it is. I think like that actually signifies that like, yes, they agree to it. But I had this one client who was like, I didn't sign anything. So I'm not going to pay you because I didn't sign anything. Anyway, needless to say, now we make everyone sign everything just because like in people's minds, they are more, it's like if they sign something, then it's like legit. So it's just like little lessons here and there with every single time that we run our courses or programs, just like rinse and repeat learning like, oh, we need to include this. We need to protect ourselves this way. Um, And now getting to the point where we can work with someone like Legalpreneur who can review our contracts and give us advice and Like we're now beefing up the Together We Launch contract and just making sure that we are protecting the business as much as possible and also protecting our clients as much as possible. Like it goes both ways. It's a win-win for everyone to make sure that like everything is on paper and everyone has agreed to a set of terms. Yep, exactly, exactly. And I know that you you put out all the content and don't, I think you have something a free download for the audience, right? I do. I do. So we created a wellness checklist for anyone who is about to launch. I'm all about wellness when it comes to launching. I know most launch coaches are like profit, profit, profit. I'm like, yes, let's profit, but let's also feel really good while we're doing it. So we created a launch wellness checklist and they can find it at launchwithalex.com forward slash legalpreneur. Enjoy. (laughs) 
Yes, I'm going to, I mean, I'm getting that for me, but make <laughs> sure you guys go download that as well. It'll be in the show notes. And Alex, tell us, tell them where else can they find you? Where, if they want to follow along on Instagram, YouTube, where are you? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Alex Beaton. I'm on TikTok, the Alex Beaton, because Alex Beaton was already taken. So I'm now the Alex Beaton. But basically, if you just search Alex Beaton, you'll find me all over the place. I've created so much content. But my favorite pieces of content every week goes out to my newsletter, which you can sign up for at alexviplist.com. So make sure to sign up for that too. I love it. Thank you so much for this. So, so, so grateful. And everybody, everything will be in the show notes. Thank you so much, Alex. Thanks for having me. Here at Legalpreneur, we're committed to providing a supportive legal community for all business owners. I know how scary the legal stuff can be. If you found this information helpful, I would be so grateful if you could share it with a fellow business owner. And quite frankly, it doesn't cost anything to rate, review, or subscribe to the show. Your support helps me reach more listeners, which allows me to support more business owners in their entrepreneurial journey. Have any questions or comments about the show? feel free to drop me a line on Instagram. I promise I read all of the messages and comments. And if you want to be a guest on the show or know someone that would make a great guest, simply fill out our application form and a team member will reach out if we think it's a good fit. I'll see you in the next episode.